Thank you for joining me for this episode of People Know Stuff. If you know stuff, I'd like you to be a guest on my program. Please visit my website and drop me a line. This is Deborah Butler, and welcome to my podcast, People Know Stuff. Okay. So today, I am really excited to have Carolyn Ramp with me, and Carolyn is going to share stuff she knows about being helpful. Now, full disclosure, mm-hmm. Carolyn has made a career of being a professional helper. She is a licensed counselor, and she has certainly been trained in helping, but Part of why I've asked Carolyn to join me for my podcast is her attunement to being helpful. Her uh, readiness to be helpful is something I've witnessed that extends well beyond the 50-minute session. And in fact, I really don't know Carolyn well. I just have witnessed her from afar. So she has agreed to share with us stuff she knows about being helpful. And Carolyn, thank you so much for being helpful to uh, to my well, listeners. Well, thank you so much for the invitation. It's exciting to be a part of, of this podcast and, and your uh, journey into retirement. Yeah. So I think when the more I thought about this, one of the things that I recognized was that my mother was an example of being helpful. And one of the things that she taught me as a child, not only in with her words, but in what she did, was that love is the willingness to extend yourself, to nurture someone else, whether that's emotionally, spiritually, professionally, in whatever way you can extend yourself to nurture the other person. And she taught me that Love takes effort and courage. And I think that that's kind of been a basis for me. It's a foundation from which I work um, and live. And so even in my work, when I see someone who needs help, um, my love of the profession encourages me to reach out to help them. But that's also just in life in general. and. I think one of the points is that I want to get across is that you have to recognize that love is effortful. It's not effortless. Okay. And um, go ahead. You've got some other points and I want to ask you more. Okay. So it takes courage to be willing to do that. All right. I know you said you had three main points you wanted to make. So if you would share those, then we'll see what we can unpack. Well, the first one is that um, love is an action word. And if you love life, if you love people, um, then you have to be willing to extend yourself. And that means being willing to be open, to listen, to share what you know. Um, So it's a willingness. And I think that's a major point because there are people who are not, they're very close and they're not willing to open up and share. Um, But it is exciting when you find someone else who's willing to share because you can learn so much. I think the second point is that sharing or helping another person is not the same thing as doing their job or 
taking on their task. Um, you know, that old cliche of uh, feed a man to fish versus teach a man to fish. Right. And um, so it's not the same thing as taking on their task. It's more of how can I help guide them to the path to complete what they want to do or achieve? And then the third point I wanted to make is that when you do extend yourself in that way, you receive these unexpected benefits. Now, you have to do it with uh, the willingness to expect nothing in return. If it happens, it happens. But something will happen, even if you expect nothing. You will learn. You will grow. You will gain more confidence. You will um, have positive feelings, and it will encourage you to do it again. So it sounds like um, what you're saying, I'm hearing your three points that you want to think of, first of all, being helpful as the equivalent of expressing life. And as you're saying, uh, life is love. Yes. And uh, people are the other players in life. So it, it, and so being helpful is about taking action. Yes. And um, that it's also action that you take on behalf of people, but not on behalf of their responsibilities. It's more on behalf of how can I support you? Yes. And then thirdly, that in doing it, there will always be a payoff, but it may not look the way you could even capture when you step in to be helpful. Right. So so a couple of things, one of them is, um, you know, how do you learn to recognize opportunities to take action? How do you, how do you recognize, oh, I can be supportive. And then probably how do you take action that doesn't take on someone else's responsibility? Well, I think the major way is learning to listen, really listen, not just, you know, a lot of people think that, well, I heard you, but did they really hear you? And um, when you're willing to listen and kind of read between the lines, you can begin to recognize when someone really wants to have some help um, and when someone doesn't. And there have been times when I've offered help or assistance and and I've been denied, so to speak, the opportunity to help somebody, um, which it's always kind of sad because you see them frustrated. You you see them on their journey and you know that you can help them if they'll just let you, but you don't always get that opportunity. And you have to be willing to say, okay, they want to do it themselves. They yeah. Want- maybe that's a way of being helpful. That's right. Exactly. Back and yeah. get out of the way. You know, one of the ways I really learned that was when my sons got married. I think the toughest job I have is being a (laughs) mother-in-law, you know, because mother-in-laws have such a horrible reputation before you even become one. Um, But I learned there was a line and there was um, a way that you could offer us help and it would be uh, lovingly accepted. And then there was a way 
sometimes where when you offered it, it implied to them they weren't capable of doing it. And you had to kind of figure it out, you know? Right. And figure out how to, again, be helpful by making it clear that you weren't going to interfere. That's right. Because helpfulness can feel like interference. It can. It absolutely can. And it's, you know, so learning to say, I'm willing to do this and then listen to the reply. You'll know whether or not to move forward or stay back. And so um, you have to know how to listen. Yeah, you um, have mentioned that in terms of listening to know when there might be an opportunity to help and listening to know what kind of help that is supportive, Mm -hmm. but isn't responsibility taking. Right. And listen to know when someone doesn't want your help. Right. So so you've said several times learning to listen. Can you say a little bit about stuff you know about learning to listen? Well, you know, sometimes we're so eager to share what we know and we interrupt people and we talk about things when learning to keep your mouth closed (laughs) and kind of step back and open your ears instead of your mouth and really hear what the person is saying and not saying. And sometimes it means saying, you know, I don't really know how to help you, but I'll certainly help you try to find out what's the best path. So when you really listen to someone, you'll get the key to whether they're open and um, willing to have your help and they see it as you're being nurturing. Um, and when you see it as uh, you know, they see it as you interfering. Right, right. Well, going back to the listening piece. So what actions are you taking within yourself so that you can close your mouth yeah. and open your ears? You know, that's a skill that you have to learn even to become a counselor. You well, have certainly to, to become a counselor. You have to learn how to empty your head. Because in communication, when one person talks, you're already forming an answer before that you've even listened to the full question or their statement. You're already responding uh, in your head. And so you have to be willing to shut your brain a little bit and completely turn off thoughts. And it's a skill. Sometimes it's hard to do because you're so eager to share. Yes. So. Again, internal actions. You've mentioned closing your mouth. Yes. Opening your ears. Mm-hmm. Emptying your brain. Yeah. And so anything else you can say about practicing that skill? Because obviously it's a practice if you're going to even do it. And certainly if you're going to be good at it. So yeah. anything you can say about that practice, those actions that would especially be helpful? Well, I think one of the things that I learned in life, and I probably learned this because I had great professors who taught me good listening skills when I first went into my master's program, was focusing, learning to focus. And if a thought comes into your head, when someone else is talking, you kind of push it to the side. And, and the problem is you, you forget some of them. 
And yeah, you know, you're like, oh, dang, I wish I could remember what I was going to say. But closing that off, and it does take practice. It takes a lot of practice. And again, I want to stress what you're saying to practice. And I think this is so foundational for um, being helpful to others. You've stressed that at the heart of it is, and so the skill of listening, the practice of listening, Mm -hmm. and the actions. The actions are, I'm hearing four, Mm -hmm. close your mouth, Mm -hmm. open your ears, Mm -hmm. empty your brain and monitor intruders to your brain as you are listening and have the skill of being able to set them aside and recognize when you have been, your empty brain has been intruded by something within and not by mm-hmm. taking in what's going on outside. Right. And it does take practice, but the more you do it, it's kind of like riding a bike. The more you do it, the easier it gets. And your lessons in life just from listening are amazing. They're amazing. So just like what we've said about being helpful, that there is a payoff. And there is. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like we've got two layers of conversation going on mm-hmm. that um, you're not only helping others, which starts by listening, but you're helping yourself yes. by building the skill of listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you get these unexpected, even unrequested benefits. Um And like I said, you build more confidence in yourself. You learn more. I learn from every patient I see. I learn from every interaction I have with someone else. I learn something. And sometimes it's something I had no clue I would learn. And it's fascinating to me. And I want to learn more. And sometimes it gets deleted. (laughs) Right. But you got something because you get something. That's right. Right. And I think at the basis of of it all is uh, having that love of people, love of profession. Yeah. Yeah. Love of life. life. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And well, thanks for bringing us back to that because um, I guess that is really the reason you would want to be humble. It is, uh, I like how you've, you know, brought us back to it's out of a love of Right. All right. Well, this has been great. Thank you so much for your time, Carolyn. And thanks for sharing stuff you know about being helpful. Well, thank you for having me. I'm delighted to be a part of of your project. And I hope I I was helpful to someone. I'm sure you were. (laughs) You were helpful to me. And I'm I'm the number one audience for my podcast. (laughs) That's great. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining me for this episode of People Know Stuff. If you know stuff, I'd like you to be a guest on my program. Please visit my website and drop me a line.